For Episode 7 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, we saw more compacted storylines, but also ones that might pave the way for the future of the season. How was it? Let's talk about it, but first... Let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon, and for this episode of Bruce Stilled, I'll be recapping episode 7 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season. Currently, I'm out traveling right now for the Christmas season, so this will be a shorter recap than normal, but I'll have a more in-depth recap for next week for episode 8. For episode 7, is more character development, and also storyline development as well, by showing us what can lie ahead for season 4's fun episodes. But for my recap, though, what beer am I pairing for this episode of Bruce Stilled, and for episode 7 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, from Apple TV. That beer comes to us from Great Lakes Brewing Company, including Cleveland, Ohio, and it's called Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. Edmund Fitzgerald Porter is an excellent porter for the winter season, also all year round. It's well-known porter in the craft beer community and one of the best beers brewed by Great Lakes Brewing Company in Cleveland, Ohio. It has flavors of toastiness, chocolate, and also has a really nice malty finish with a nice head on top. This porter's been profiled brew sealed before, and it's also very unique and also everlasting beer as well because this beer is also good for winter, but also can be enjoyed all year round, and serves as an excellent example of Cleveland, Ohio craft beer scene. And that beer is called Edmund Fitzgerald Porter from Great Lakes Brewing Company in Cleveland, Ohio. Definitely do check it out. So here goes a recap of Apple TV's For All Mankind, Episode 7 from the 4th season. If you've not seen the show and you want to watch For All Mankind on Apple TV, do not proceed forward because there will be spoilers. Ready? Well, here we go. Episode 7 of Apple TV's For All Mankind starts off seven days into strike on Mars and Helios workers. We do see a very tense negotiation scene at the bargaining table, which is actually a pretty mediocre and half-assed bargaining set as well, with Danielle and Ed trying to negotiate under separate parties, although neither have any authority to negotiate for a resolution about the strike. For Danielle, she's also very shocked at Ed as well, and also not very happy, as between Ed and Danielle, this is not a very happy reunion. Danielle tells Ed she once recalled when Ed called the Healy's workers not qualified to be on Mars, and Ed replies, it's not about him, and also pleads and negotiates for a resolution and a better deal for the Healy's workers for better pay and better working conditions, but also a deal is far from reality, as neither have any authority to grant a resolution for this strike. This strike has also repercussions back on Earth as Eli back at NASA headquarters talks to the arena back in Moscow or actually has a video conference call about the strike. For Eli, he's also a very tough spot here because he's also dealing with the arena and the Russians who try to use the strike as leverage in order to gain an advantage for the Soviets as a result of his asteroid Goldilocks, which is also a key part of the strike. From this talk between the arena and Eli, there is a resolution as Eli continues to struggle with his role at NASA headquarters, but is also a very nice guy actually. He's very likable in this episode just like other episodes, I think Eli is trying. He's trying to do the right thing, but also shows that he's between several world leaders with also conflicting agendas, while he also tries to provide a resolution for major world events involving NASA and also Happy Valley on Mars, and now this strike is his next major challenge. For Margo, back in Moscow, Margo is in a meeting at Roscosmos about the situation on Mars, and also makes some mention in the meeting that Dev is also out for his own interest, and doesn't value American interests as well, as Dev is out for himself. Now, we all know this, as Dev is also a guy who is also very self-centered and out for his own interest. But curious enough, it turns out the KGB has also been spying on Dev as well, and Arena does endorse Margo's opinion that Dev is also out for his own agenda, as the KGB has also has a file on Dev as well. But also after a meeting, Arena tells Margo that he needs someone from Russia to go to Houston to negotiate on behalf of Roscosmos for the Goldilocks asteroid, and she tells Margo Margo will be that person. Now Margo's shocked about this. She does want to go back to Houston and the United States, as she does believe she'll be arrested 
and also prosecuted for being a defector to the Soviet Union. But Irina tells Margot that the Soviet government also negotiated for diplomatic immunity for Margot when she goes to the United States. She tells Margot she can't be touched or also arrested while on United States soil despite her defector status. And also tells Margot that she has to go to the United States. I definitely do see further tension between Irina and Margot in the scene, just like we saw in the last episode, as you're now starting to butt heads. And I definitely saw this as inevitable, as Margot is kind of like Dev, she's out for her own interest. Yeah, she does value space exploration, but also Margot does value power and crave power. And Arita does know this, and I definitely do believe that Arena is using this to her own advantage when dealing with Margot. Margot reluctantly agrees to go to Houston, and Arena tells Margot she made the right decision, showing that Arena probably has something on Margot and will probably turn on Margot later in the season. I don't see this relationship between Margot and Arena lasting in a very positive way, sustainably. For Leda, she's very angry and also very shocked that Margot is coming to Houston. This confirms that Margot and Elita did not come to a resolution in the past episode. Yeah, they agreed to work together, but Elita is also very angry at Margot and hates Margot for what she did. Elita goes to NASA headquarters and goes to Eli's office to confront Eli about Margot coming to the United States. Eli tells Margot he has no control over this and his hands are tied as he cannot stop Margot from coming to NASA headquarters to negotiate on behalf of Roscosmos. Also for Elita, she does a TV interview later in the episode and she keeps getting asked about Margot. She wants to talk about the Goldilocks asteroid, that's why Elita is there for the interview, but the reporter keeps asking Elita about her connection with Margot and if Elita knew if Margot was a spy for the KGB. Now we all know that Elita knew that Margot was a spy, and I think Elita is also very worried about the secret coming out, which is why she left the interview and also in a very expletive way as well, and also very fashionably as well. Elita was not very happy about this interview, she wanted to talk about the Goldilocks asteroid and not about her connection with Margot, and I definitely do believe it's because she didn't want anyone to know that she knew that Margot was a spy for the KGB. Going back to Helios and the Happy Valley in terms of the leadership, they find a workaround to get the, an operation going to get the asteroid without the rank and file workers. They go to site off Mars by going underground because the Helios workers provide a sabotage operation by throwing all the spacesuits on the Mars surface. This causes the Helios leadership to go on their own to a separate facility off site Happy Valley to try and get some operation going in order to get them the asteroid without the Helios rank and file workers. However, there's a major accident. Some are killed and also some are severely injured as well. This causes further tension Happy Valley to Helios workers and also Helios leadership on Mars. Eventually, martial law is declared by Helios by providing the search of who caused the accident, leading to further tension Happy Valley by showing that those military experience on Happy Valley are now part of a paramilitary force enforcing martial law on Happy Valley, causing further tension and a crisis in Happy Valley due to the accident and also sabotage operation. But also, Dev arrives in Happy Valley. He is a phase about the strike. He actually already knew about it, but also very calm and collective as well. He does have a very tense moment with Danielle when Daniel shows him to his room on Mars, and Daniel tells Dev that even though he's the CEO of Helios, the Happy Valley is her base, and anything she says does go. Dev does acknowledge this, however, I can't see Dev listening to Danielle and her authority on Mars. I definitely do see the budding heads, which I definitely do believe we'll see in the next episode, given what we saw later in the episode. Kelly also arrives on Mars, and she introduces her grandson to Ed. Now, Ed has very limited experience with his own grandson given how long he's been in outer space, and they have dinner together, and something Ed does causes his own grandson to walk away from the dinner table, and Kelly tells him that Ed's got to do better in terms of how he relates to his own grandson because Ed cannot relate to his own grandson in this scene. Pretty because Ed never really saw him, and Ed really isn't that kind of guy. I just don't think Ed really has good boundaries, has been part of his character all along, as he's really masculine and also very his way or the highway kind of guy. And we saw that in a scene at the dinner table between himself, his grandson, and also Kelly. But also the dinner is cut short because Ed is called to meeting with the Helios workers 
as they're talking about what to do about the strike. Eventually, Dev does arrive, and Dev tells the workers they does admire their strike and is also willing to meet their demands. Dev makes an offer to the healer's workers, which is also very generous as well, and also pours a line of sugar for a line between him and the healer's workers and tells them whoever crosses the line will get very generous deals and also financial packages from Helios and from Dev. Eventually, majority does so, except for a select few. Ed, Sam, and a couple others are in behind, as there are very select few who do not cross the line in order to meet Dev's demands. At first, it seems all is lost for Sam and Ed and their cause, but at the end of the episode, Ed is back in his room on his exercise bike, Dev does arrive. Ed isn't very happy about this, and he calls out Dev for what he did to the workers on Helios, but Dev tells Ed in response that he's also very impressed with Ed, Sam, and their fellow workers who did not cross the line by saying they shouldn't are committed towards Mars and having a permanent colony on Mars as not driven by money and profit. It's then, Dev tells Ed that Dev has a secret plan all along and he wants Ed to help him. That is, getting the asteroid Goldilocks into Mars orbit and also claim it for Helios and for Helios only. Dev tells Ed that the asteroid Goldilocks belongs to Helios and he wants Ed to help him seal the asteroid, as he puts it. Ed gets very excited about this as he knows that Dev has a secret plan all along to build a permanent colony on Mars. The same thing that Ed wants, along with Sam and a fellow Helios workers who did not cross the line. It's a very exciting scene actually, showing that a revolution might be underway on Mars, as Dev appears to have his own plan to have his own country on Mars, at least that's how I see it right now, and he wants Ed to help him get the asteroid because the asteroid is their leverage to build a permanent colony on Mars and make it into their own vision. And that's how the episode ends. So overall a really good episode, it really does show a lot is underway on Mars, and probably even a takeover on Mars by Dev and Helios to build a long lasting colony on Mars, but I also do believe that Ed is also going to play a big role in this as well, and I definitely do believe that Ed will become the commander on Mars, replacing Danielle, because I definitely do see Dev is going to make a power play on Mars, and with him and Ed in control, I do see Ed becoming the next commander on Mars at Happy Valley over Danielle. I definitely do see that as a strong possibility for the final episodes of Season 4, and also it's going to get wild in my view, because this is very exciting to take this asteroid and use its leverage over the nations on Earth, because Dev really wants this asteroid Goldilocks as leverage, because it has a lot of influence and power, and and also from economic value as well. I think Dev wants to build his own country on Mars, and I definitely see that as well because he doesn't want to go back to planet Earth, and neither does Dev, and I think Sam feels the same way as well. They did a cross line when Dev made his offer, and I think Dev was testing them in that process. And also going back to Margot, she's back in the United States as part of the negotiations process. Do the Russians have a secret plan against Margot? I think it, Irina is mad at Margot from Margot did back in the past episode, and I think Irina might be plotting against Margot, and Margot might get herself in a more problems back in the United States, because I won't be surprised if the Russians cancel her diplomatic immunity. I think there probably is a secret plan there against Margaret from the Russians, but even if it doesn't happen there, it might happen back in Russia of all places. And also, could we see a Dev and Ed alliance for the final episodes? I think so. I think what happened at the end of this episode does show a new alliance between Dev and Ed to take over Mars and build their own colony on Mars with them in control. And also do you believe Ed will become the next commander of Happy Valley on Mars and replace Danielle. And also, as mentioned in this episode, there's a KGB asset on Mars, at least one the CIA knows of. Could that be Elia? Is Elia the KGB asset on Mars? I mean, that was my theory all along for the series that he may have had KGB ties because he also had connections to get Lee's wife on Mars, and Asteroid also isn't over yet. There was a moment in this episode where Elia and Miles made brief eye contact in the workers' meeting, but they didn't talk to one another, as Miles has his own operation as well, and is now taking over to speak easy on Mars. That there's another unresolved storyline in season 4 that needs resolution towards the final episodes. But I definitely do believe that Elia is probably KGB asset on Mars, and we might get the answer in the season's final
final episode. Episode 7 really did show a lot of nice drama and also storyline development for the season's final episodes, and I definitely do believe that the next episode will be a really shocking one as well. And I definitely do believe the next episode will show a lot of more further developments that will build from Episode 7, as Episode 8, in my view, will be wild. For now, that should do it for me this episode of Brustilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your Zard Podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Please check out this podcast over on Instagram at Brustilled Podcast over on Instagram. Also, stay tuned for future coverage of the 2023 NFL season through the House Lombardi, recaps of Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season, guest interviews, craft beer content, and other topics of interest. Please enjoy us to get beer, bourbon, whiskey on this Christmas season. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and also next time. And until then, be brewed, and be the sealed, folks. Cheers. <laughs>